right, guys. Hey. Uh, welcome to the first episode of the Grow Bros podcast. I'm live with my buddy Brandon. Hey, what's happening? We got uh, Jorge with Jorge's Hidden Gardens here. How's it going, guys? And uh, me, Texas Garden Guy. <laughs> so uh, this is going to be like a new podcast we're doing. A lot of people are doing podcasts, uh, but it won't be as fun as what we're doing. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, what we want to do on this podcast is talk to you all about what's going on in the garden right now here in the Houston area. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also use these tips to kind of help you out with what's going on pretty much everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, so right now we're going through kind of a heat wave. Uh, how's it been? Oh my here? God. How's it been here at the nursery, Jorge? Only 100 degrees, guys. Can you imagine what is it to be? Around two or three o'clock in the and under the freaking sun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jorge's way of air conditioning the nursery is that he had his helper cool down the roof by mm-hmm. spraying water on it. It acts like a like a radiator, and it, it actually it's actually it actually works. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's science. I mean, yeah, it, you didn't make that up. Um, so I mean, it's it, it brought the temperature down like five ten degrees. Yes, yeah, we'll take um, it. Um, Jorge, right now, uh, in people's landscaping in the garden, what should they be doing to kind of bring their land, their garden beds back to life? Like, what should they be doing? Should they be doing any kind of pruning, pulling weeds? What should they be doing right now? So at this time of the year, the only thing that you guys should focus is on pulling weeds mm. and keeping those babies alive with water, you know? Don't worry about pruning. In fact, do not prune at all right now. I've seen a lot of videos where uh, guys are like, hey, prune, uh, they call it summer pruning. Mm. But that's not for all the freaking areas. Yeah. I mean, here in Texas, if you cut, you're going to lose two to three inches of that limb that you cut. Mm. Because they it will dehydrate unless you seal it, but you're still going to lose some. So use water, water, water. That's all I can recommend you right now. How many times a day are you watering at the nursery right now? We are watered in three times a day. Wow. And how long does each section run? It depends on the size of the containers, mm-hmm. but usually it's uh, anywhere from five to 10 minutes average. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so you're going through some well water. That's good, it's good well water though. You, you collect rain water as well. Here. Yeah, so what I do, what I, what I try to do is try to keep a uh, Keep the bucket with moist throughout the day. Yeah. Mm. So I, I I want those containers to stay with moist because they grow. Yeah. People, uh, like I said, pe- people will think you know that the heat actually kills the plants and stuff like that. That's only if you don't water. Ah. Uh-huh. I mean, the summer you can see some of the trees that are getting plenty of water. They're looking the best right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bimo, what's alive in your garden right now? Man, peppers. Peppers. That's the only thing that's really surviving. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is kind. Of, well, you know what? It's peppers and eggplant. Eggplant. Yep. So thriving big time. Eggplant got attitude problem. Yeah. You know, it's very dramatic. You know, uh, if you like, if you you're off on your watering schedule just a tad bit, 15, 20 minutes, you got it's, yeah. it's laid out. You know what I mean? But as soon as you just give it, you know, a couple of springs of water. It, It'll pop back up like nothing happened. But, right. Yeah. Everybody that's losing their spring tomatoes, um, definitely try to swap them out with some eggplant. Yeah. Because eggplants are tomatoes, like heat-loving you know, cousin. Yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a pretty heat tolerant. Uh, uh, what's the tomato called? Uh, all right, we're back. Uh, nightshade is the word I was looking for. Nightshade. Yes. Yeah. Tomatoes, peppers, eggplants. Mm-hmm. The leaves are poisonous. You don't eat those. But uh, tomatoes are usually dying back this time of year. Yep. Your spring tomatoes. Uh, so you do your eggplants and stuff like that during the summer. 
and uh, then towards the fall, you can replant your tomatoes and have fall tomatoes. Yep. So I actually pulled up all my tomatoes, well, not all, a lot of my tomatoes were getting full sun, got a lot under shade cloth, uh, and I pulled them up and I went ahead and replaced them with some leftover tomatoes, seeds, uh, plant starts they had left over from spring. Mm. And I'm kind of doing an experiment and see like, are they gonna make it? Uh, but right now with this heat, you're gonna have issues with pests. You're gonna have stuff like that. So unless you're on a weekly spraying schedule mm -hmm. and hitting it hard, keeping up with it, you're gonna have issues throughout the entire summer. Uh, what was your question about tomatoes? Yeah, good, uh, since we're talking about tomatoes, I got a question for you guys. Um, trying to figure out what's the best tomato to grow because you know we have two seasons basically yeah. right we have uh, that early part of spring where it's like okay everything's flourishing and then the killer heat and then it cools <laughs> down a little bit and, you know you plant another round of tomatoes so do you go with an indeterminate or a determinate variety good question man i people ask me about determinate indeterminate yeah uh, i don't usually pay that much attention on this okay um what i do pay attention to is cherry versus regular style tomato and then mm. you, got, you got like cherry tomatoes which includes like your grape and your little spoon tomatoes, those stupid things. Yeah. Um, and then you got like your slicer tomatoes, and then you got like roasting tomatoes for like sauces and stuff like that. Even though you can make sauce out of any tomatoes, and my, my wife's at home actually making roasted tomato sauce out of cherry tomatoes nice. right now. Um, so you're just gonna get more meat and more usable stuff out of them aromas. Uh, but as far as like what tomato does best in the heat, I'd probably say like cherry tomatoes do really well. Okay. And you can kind of trellis them or let them them kind of vine, you know, um, and they'll do better, uh, but you're getting more quantity than quality with cherry tomatoes, in my opinion. Okay. Um, so, but as far as, yeah, so I, I don't really pay too much attention to the indeterminate versus determinate. Okay. So what's your favorite tomato variety to grow? I would say uh, right now I've got into Pink Lady. Um, okay. It's a, it's a nice flavor, subtle, like I'm not really a big tomato guy. I like growing them, mm -hmm. right? But as far as consuming them, it's like it, it gets old like a cherry tomato. Yeah. Love growing them, but after a while, it gets very uh, 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 what's the word? Unruly. Yes, yeah. you know it what I mean. It's growing wild. Um, I from a lot of gardening friends, friends that I put on gardening. They a lot of people did cherry tomatoes, different varieties, right, and different flavors. And what I've experienced uh, last year, we couldn't get not one, right? We couldn't get one growing. This year, for whatever reason, everyone's booming. It's like you know, trying to take care of it. You know, we're pulling suckers and stuff like that. And then you miss one day and it's like the plant is just exploded. You know what I mean? As far as maintenance. So it's like, yeah, it's too much for me. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm right. I'm good with that one. I, I always tell people to try it and they're getting into gardening. I say, don't overdo it. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're, if it's your first year gardening, plant a couple of tomato plants. Yeah. Don't, don't plant, if it's your first year, don't plant 20 because you'll get overwhelmed. You'll be upset. You're, you're, the birds are beating you to them and you're not getting them sprayed in time. Uh, you're gonna be overdoing it. So just start with a couple and then eventually move on and add more and see what mm -hmm. you like. Like I try to go with like three or four varieties that I grew the year before that I really like. And I'll do one or two experimental tomatoes. Okay. Mixing it up and see if I like something new. But like Better Boy, Early Girl, okay. uh, the Rutgers. Um, this year I did the- Rutgers do really good. Ruck here. Rutgers, so Rutgers I found out are actually a scientifically designed tomato mm. from Rutgers University. Uh, Campbell Soup actually mm. had them create that type for them specifically to make Campbell's tomato soup. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wow. that's, that's a clip. That's a clip right there. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Um, uh, Jorge, so what is your best selling heat tolerant plant that you'd recommend to someone? 
Ah, uh, the best, the best that everybody buys at this time of the year, it's the Tetsu Sage. Yeah. Mm. Tetsu Sage because uh, it's not only a plant, you know, it also produces some flowers. So pretty much anything related to cactus at this time of the year is when you, when, when people are planting, because plants die, mm -hmm. especially in areas where the hose don't reach. Right. So if you want one that will produce flowers, that's the same charge. It's the one I will highly recommend. I, I, I agree with you. That's been my number one recommendation because they're also frost tolerant. Yes, sir. And if you want to do something like a perennial, you can do uh, lantana. Yes. Mm. Lantanas. And cannas. Yes. Mm. Although the lantanas, the more the more heat they get, the better they they, they operate. Get, they yeah, get, yeah, yeah, they, they get. get. Yeah. Keep them fed though. Yeah, give them some. Uh, yeah. Yeah, give them some Jorge uh, Secret Secrets. Yeah. So right about now, like my lantanas were looking pretty rough. They still had a plenty of foliage, but they weren't putting out their blooms. I gave them some Jorge's uh, Secret Formula, and now they're blooming. Especially those Texas red and yellow native oh, yeah. lantanas. Yep. yep. They love that stuff. The Dallas red. Dallas red. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and, 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 and that's another important thing, especially if you're growing in containers this time of year, if you're watering a bunch, you need to be fertilizing because you're flushing all those nutrients oh, yeah. out of your containers, out of your raised beds. So even though it's in the middle of summer, make sure you're feeding those plants and giving them some fertilizer and keeping them well fed. What would you say is the best, um, you know, any beginner gardener that may be listening to this or watching this, they have these numbers, right? A four, four, three, a yeah. six, four, six. Round time some what should we really be one, can you tell us what those numbers mean? Yeah. And then two, what numbers may be more important than the other in this part of the season? So I actually had a very interesting conversation with uh a someone who's really well well knowledgeable about soil science. Mm -hmm. And they said, honestly, anybody looking for fertilizer should really probably do a soil test first. Okay. Because mm -hmm. you're when you're putting fertilizer in, yeah, uh you should be seeing what your soil already has. Mm. Your soil may already be high in phosphorus. Right. Your soil may already be high in nitrogen. Um, but not a lot of people are going to do soil tests. I've never personally done a soil test. Yeah. So what I'm looking for when I see a fertilizer, one, I'm looking to see the first thing I'm looking at. I say, I look at the, look at the granules and I say, is not the it, handsome man on front. Well, yeah, but then I'm also looking, I go, are they granules? Or they, does it look like dog food? You know what I mean? Gotcha. I was like, because that's going to tell me whether that is a slow release or not. Are These are, are uh, polymer-coated pellets, mm -hmm. and they are uh, slow, slow release. Slow release, yeah. So over time, that uh, those pellets are going to release fertilizer, mm -hmm. regardless of the NPK, the micronutrients. Right. Uh, they're going to release it over time. So Jorge's right here is a 19.58. Okay, that's a high nitrogen. Um, so Very high. Yep, so mm -hmm. 19 is high on nitrogen. Your five is your phosphorus, mm -hmm. and eight is your potassium. So someone who's college educated could probably answer this question a lot better than me. <laughs> but for a dumbass like me, I will say uh, <laughs> nitrogen is for leafy growth. Yep. Uh, your phosphorus is going to be for root growth yep. and flowering. Yeah, if you heard of potash, you give your potatoes and stuff like that potash, mm -hmm. that's, 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 that's 
uh, phosphate. Okay. And then your potassium, which is eight, is for overall plant health. Mm. You heard of people doing that trick where they put bananas in water? Right. Mm -hmm. It's for potassium. Ah. Brings plants back to life. Ah. So I'm looking at those three ingredients whenever I'm looking for a fertilizer. Now, you're going to have general purpose fertilizers like Jorge's, mm -hmm. which you can pretty much use on everything. Um, and then you're, when you get to like Nelson's and Microlife, there's certain applications uh, that they specify that what, what, what it's supposed to be used for. Okay. So when you're looking at like a liquid fertilizer, like an ocean harvest, mm. it tells you on the bottle, you know, this is for like general purpose. It's a higher nitrogen, uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a slow, it's a, it's, it's going to feed the leaves. The, the, the foliar feeding is going to help the plant out, uh, get the, get those, micro, those nutrients faster. Uh, and your granules are going to feed slower. Um, so as far as fertilizer goes, they have plant-specific fertilizer and they have general purpose. So it's really your preference. A lot of general purpose fertilizers can be used for everything. Mm -hmm. uh, but like if you have like a succulent or if you have like a cactus, uh, I use like Nelson's plant food for uh, the, the plumeria food, mm -hmm. specifically for my plumerias and my adeniums. Uh, but you can use a lot of general purpose fertilizers for a lot of different things. Uh, you want to get in some you want to so one thing that i would like to tell you guys is um like he's saying like a multi-purpose fertilizer like the one i have right here it's really it, it, it it's really good you know uh, you can apply it on any plant but the thing is for example talking about plumerias mm -hmm. i mean this will make them grow mm -hmm. and, and flower pretty although there's some specific uh, fertilizer used for uh, for plumerias that will make them grow mm, even better more, yeah so you can add these to make them grow right and use uh do a specific old uh applications with uh food that's special for that. that plant yeah exactly the same thing if you have acelias roses right you can use this and use that as a plus right you, right. you can supplement it you can definitely supplement because you know nelson's plant food uh the primary food's great but you gotta apply it every two weeks you want to put it out every two weeks there are Plumerias and dims are heavy feeders. So you could supplement it with some of the sl slower release, mm -hmm. add a little bit in there, and you should be good as well. So, uh, y'all want to get into some questions you want to add, like some topics? Uh, yeah. Well, I already asked one about the tomato. Okay. You, uh, you you got, I'll let you go now. I'll, yeah. back. I'll pick it back. I don't want to hear the rattling. I'm going to put it back in here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I want to, it'll get picked up on the. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah. So, Jorge, you got a topic. Uh, I told y'all, in, in, in advance of the grow book, in advance of the inaugural Grow Bros podcast, yeah, yeah. I told the guys, like, hey, come up with some questions, come up with some topics <laughs> going on in the garden and landscape right now. So what you got, Jorge? So the topic was water and guys. Mm. That's like the most important. Yes. Yeah. Plants only require certain things, but watering, mm -hmm. it's 90%. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, of course, soil <laughs> yeah. right. and water, but watering, it's the... Is the most well, piggyback i want to ask you Jorge, mm -hmm. how did you come up um with your intricate system that you have here um out, at the out of necessity yeah like he, how did you come he, up with that because i went to d's house and i was like this is amazing <laughs> and when i got here i was like i see where the genius come yeah, from so i'd like to know how did you come up with that if y'all have seen my irrigation system yeah. it is a micro version of yes Jorge's system. and it's amazing <laughs> yes. so yeah so it's a commercial way the growers has been used for many, many years. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's conformant of, uh, I think it's called a polytube. Okay. Uh, they come in different sizes. I've seen in some nurseries, they even have those uh, poly flexible holes 
even four inches. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you can plug, you can plug multiple holes, mm -hmm. and just run that spaghetti line into your trees. That spaghetti line, because it's so little, it doesn't pull much pressure from it. Exactly, it's, it's a high pressure, but it's right. Like, but it's only pulling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And you can run it miles if you want. Mm. So it's a cheap. It's a very cheap way to keep the plants alive. Okay. But it's can, very effective. Yeah, and it's it's fairly inexpensive too yeah. compared to the time and labor it would cost and hand water everything. Yeah. And it's more efficient than overhead with the bobblers because yeah. you're wasting so much. So I actually did an experiment because this year I've got my commercial license to sell plants. Hey. So, my, so, my, so my backyard is technically like a, technically a farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. tell Texas Department of Agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, Neither is HOA. Right, right. Or my HOA. <laughs> Uh, but uh, so parents is telling. Yeah, so I did my taxes this year with my water, and so they wanted to compare 2022 or 2021 to 2022 on my water consumption. In 2021, I didn't have my irrigation system set up, mm -hmm. and I had maybe a third of the plants that I had in 2022. Mm -hmm. And I installed the irrigation system, and with two to three times as many plants having to water moves every single day, guess how much my guess how much my average water bill was a month, like uh, more. It was only two dollars more a month. Really? You're kidding? And wow! And that, and that is a, a good way to do your irrigation system. Okay. Because the overhead sprinkler lines they waste a lot of water, mm -hmm. and it's not getting everything as as clear as it should be. You know, and then you add in timers and stuff like that. Right, right. You know, I, I'm I'm not the biggest timer guy. Yeah. Because sometimes you, you never know. Jorge had his land <laughs> over there in Manville, uh -huh. and come to find out, his solenoid went out, uh -huh. and like his stuff didn't go water for like two months. God, he lost so, a bunch. He of... lost a ton of oak trees. Stuff, right there. It was bad. Yeah. I went out there when we looked at his trees, and I was yeah. like, oh my god. That's why he's got a lot of stuff over here in this new spot. Yeah. Because he he wants it close to the close, home, to, close yeah. to the house. I got to yeah. be able to yeah monitor it. Right, then, right hand, yeah, real time. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you something. How do you water your plants, Bo? Hey, well, since coming here, since seeing you guys' system, I'm starting to incorporate in the, in the irrigation drip system now. Um, half, like I'm trying to do it in zones. Mm -hmm. So I have one zone set up now, but the rest I'm hand watering, um, which is crazy because I took so long. I'm trying to master uh looking at how you did yeah you guys are right, right? Yeah. yeah and so so those plants are suffering because i still have to hand water right. them right um but the ones i'm hand watering now like my peppers and my eggplant that's what's thriving well i i guess we should explain like our kind of like i wouldn't say our skill levels but like our uh experience levels right right so yes, yes. On, on down here we got brandon he's like how long you been gardening this is my third year. Three so, years. Yeah, third, yeah, third, so year, three years. third yeah. year gardener. So he's yeah. he's, he's uh, I'm still learning. He's not a beginner. He, right. You know, he's he's more than novice. He's right. getting stuff down. Right. You know, you start spreading. You Welcome know. to the crazy yeah, crowd. Exactly. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, and, and then I'm probably in the middle. You know, mm. I'm I'm growing a little more for selling. Right. And a little more food production and some specialty stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you got Jorge, who's the big time grower over here. I'm old guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so, in, in so, this industry, and being honest, I'm one of the new ones. Yeah. Mm. I well, mean, you go to some of these nurseries, and they've been around for 30, 40 generations, you know, and it, it's tough to break into this industry sometimes. I mean, um, I, I was with one of my mentors. There is an old couple there, uh, Gabby is my wife and I, mentors. They were in business for 40 years, guys. Wow. 40 years. And I mean, 
just talking to them. Uh, they already retired. Mm -hmm. We went to hang out with them for a little bit. Man, I feel like there's so much that I still don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The best thing you can do as a gardener mm -hmm. or as a grower in general is go hang out with some old person that grows. Yes. You will get so much knowledge. Yes. If your grandma or your aunt or someone down the road has a, got a big old garden or you're driving by and they got something growing that you're interested in, stop and talk to them. The older generation is so willing to share their knowledge. Mm -hmm. Don't be freaking If you're willing to listen. <laughs> yeah. If you're willing to listen, right. they will share their knowledge. Right. So, yeah. Like like he's saying, I mean, you go with somebody that has been doing it for so long, mm -hmm. and you will learn something new for sure, man. And every day, like by trying it, you, I mean, each each year is different, but you're getting better and better. Right, right. Well, and and people look at gardening as if it's like an old person like thing, and what we're seeing as the food. Uh, Food chain is breaking down in our society is that younger and younger people are getting interested in growing food mm -hmm. in their backyards on their apartment balconies in their you know acreage and stuff and so the older generation needs to be considered when we're coming up and doing that's why whenever I do a meetup looking like 1940s yeah yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. well that's why it's important to get like guys mm -hmm. like Sloan the guy the guy the Sloan that you had oh, here yes. in the He'll be here if you By the way. Yes, yes, yep. So yep. we have set the date uh, for September 30th for our fall garden meetup here at Jorge's. Yeah. Um, Brandon's going to be here. I'll sure. be here. Uh, I, I, I didn't say it earlier, gardening with BMO is, yeah. that is his, I, I, will, I will put, uh, I'll put little titles Tag in the back. Tag on Yeah, for sure. Um, and we're going to be doing a walkthrough of the gardens. It's going to be from 8 to 4. Uh, we'll have a walkthrough at 9 and a walkthrough at 1. And we're going to talk about what you should be planting in the fall in your landscape uh, to put uh, what trees you should be planting. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in fruit, a lot of people have been losing their citrus. Yep. And so I personally have been moving moving to stuff that is more cold tolerant, like your pomegranates, your mm. apples, your pears, you know, stone fruit, stuff like that, that loves the cold and needs the cold mm -hmm. to actually produce those fruit. And we're actually going to have a specialist, the guy who was here in the spring, if you met him, Mr. Sloan. He is. He used to work for. He's, Agri, yeah, he's awesome. He used to work for AgriLife. Uh, yep. He is. Uh, he, he he's one of those guys that you get him talking about trees all day. He'll talk to you all day about all trees. Day. He's a sweet old man. He yep. is nice. Yeah, you know he's still uh, plant trees. He goes to your place and trim them for you. Mm. He sprays them. Yeah, he does for consulting you. and services yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, people don't know that there there is no there's not a lot of people who does that. Yeah, and I'm the. Pretty much, he's the only one I can yep. know. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and then, well, and then uh, Jay White's gonna be from Texas Gardener Magazine. Oh yeah. Nice. Jay White's gonna be here. He's my good buddy. Uh, we're like Batman and Robin. Um, <laughs> he actually know. owns that the Texas Gardener yeah. Magazine. Yes, he owns Texas Gardener Magazine. He writes, um, uh, and he'll be here talking about his magazine, talking about whatever you want to talk about. If you really want to get him going, start talking about poppies. He's a poppy specialist. Really? Uh, see, oh yeah. But uh, we'll probably have everybody pick a section when we're doing the tour. We'll probably let everybody talk about stuff they, they're really interested in. And there will be raffles and prizes, probably some food and stuff like that too. Guess what's uh, Dustin's topic going to be? 
Oh, it's going to be figs. It's going to be figs all day. I'm sure more than 20 people in the podcast are going to say it. Yeah, at the same time. Figs. Well, yeah, exactly. And I just brought a load of figs here today. Yeah. Come on by. Pick some up from Mr. Jorge. Jorge's Hidden Gardens in Alabama. Yeah, they're going to be on the second greenhouse in the fruit tree section. Yeah, just if you come and ask for a Texas garden guy, figs. They'll, Take they'll, right they'll to know where to send you. They'll know where to send you. Um, I guess, uh, and, and on the subject of that, you're talking about figs. You know, every, I think every year, and it, it's probably like this for a lot of gardeners, is every year your tastes kind of evolve on what you're getting into. Like, it started out with figs for me, then I moved into like desert roses and mm-hmm. pomerias. People will notice that as they get more into like growing and planting, it's like that. Every year, you're going to get a new interest. You're going to get, and then your garden grows like crazy. Yep, yep. So now I'm kind of like downsizing some of my figs, and I'm getting a ton of pomerias yep, and stuff yep. like that. So uh, definitely fun time. It's, yeah, it's, you, it's fun to be in the garden. You, you get your, your favorites yeah. every year. Right. You know, every what, what is your favorite? Season. What is your favorite right now? Oh, man. Your favorite, like, so if, if you, in your landscape, like if you had to put if you had to put one plant in your landscape, we'll, we'll go around. We'll go around and do this. Mm-hmm. All right. So the question is, <laughs> if you had to only have one plant in your landscape, nothing else, what would it be? That's a very tough question, my friend. You have to be more specific. Come on. Okay. If you could only <laughs> yeah. have one flowering plant, ooh, that's not good. a fruit, not a citrus. If you only have one flowering tree in your landscape, what would it be? I will do a rose. A rose? Yes. And that's not a climbing rose, that's a... No, uh, it's so hard, you know, because you only <laughs> get to choose one. Right, right. And there's so right. many freaking varieties, uh, but right. uh, in this area where I am, I will, I will stick with the freaking knockout rose. Knockout roses? Yes. Because you can't kill them. You know, they come back oh, every man. year. They're or really... maybe a drave rose. Yeah. Mm, like the pizza one. one, Jorge. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I swap it. Let's swap it out. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with a magnolia. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I love a magnolia, love man. Magnolias. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm always in Jorge DMs like, man, I want a magnolia tree. What is, you know, what about this this species, this well, variety? I'm, I'm discovering so, so. so many new varieties. It's yeah. Like Japanese, it's amazing, the, man. The plum magnolia. I love like it. a plum magnolia. There's yeah. like a Japanese magnolia. Yeah. Different colors. Only There's a Sun Station one that I've I'm got my eye on. I want I so wish, bad. I wish they bloomed more than once or twice a year. Yeah. Though. I yeah. wish there was a, a variety that bloomed all the time. Yeah. There is one, guys. Let's hear it. It's the little gem. Little gem. Mm-hmm. The little gem magnolia. It's the dwarf version of all the magnolias, although it can get up to thirty feet. So it's wow. not as dwarf. All right. But well, compared to how compared the other ones, the other ones yeah, could yeah. be, yeah. But But I mean, but it still produces flowers throughout the year. Mm. Wow. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, it will produce more in the spring, more in the fall, but through the summer, I mean, you can look at them now, they have flowers on them. So my favorite one right now, I would have to say is Texas Sage. Okay. Uh, it's so funny that when you're at a nursery, you walk by a plant so many times and you never think twice about it. You never mm-hmm. think twice. And then- you always think you're right. Yeah, and then, and then there's that one time where like you look at that sage colored, uh, plant with the purple blooms on it mm-hmm. and Jorge tells you a fun fact like oh yeah you know sometimes they bloom to indicate that it's gonna rain you know mm. they don't die in the freeze yeah they bloom all summer long 
There's three three different varieties, you know. Uh, and then you start noticing them everywhere. When you go to Chick-fil-A, yep. you say, oh, look at the size oh, I see of Texas. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look at the size of Texas Sage, yep. you know. Yep. Um, you, you'll notice that a lot of the landscapes around the cities, the landscapers are going in and putting more drift roses. Yep. They're putting more magnolias. They're putting more Texas Sages yep. in because they're tired of ripping out those trees that die every single, single year. Yep. Like the bottle brushes, you know. <laughs> and, and you know what's so cool, guys? Just keeping this in mind for you guys out there. There is plants that flourish a different season. Try that. I mean, that way you uh, have a good try, combination. Yeah, make some combinations. That way you can have flowers throughout the year. Mm. I mean, we were talking about the magnolias. Yeah. Uh, the nicest magnolias, like the southern, like the Didi Blanchard, like the teddy bears, they only the flower. Yeah, that's how they call it. Uh, yeah. Teddy bear. Teddy yeah. bear. Yeah, yeah teddy that's bear. what I said. You heard something else. It sounded like, heard something it sounded like teddy bear. Oh, <laughs> I love your accent, dude. It, it cracks me up sometimes, dude. I love it. Dude. I love it. So, I so, think they should call that right? instead. I like that better. Yeah, <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. So, like I say, the only flower is spring and, and fall. So, you guys can plant something that will flower in the summer, like the Tetsu Sage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like uh, hibiscuses, the hibiscuses. Yep. There's so, so many varieties of hibiscus. Great morals. Yep. Yep. In like in the in the early spring, so, uh, fall, early spring, your azaleas. Your azaleas. Azaleas are super super because they are frost tolerant as well. Yes, and they are the first thing that you're gonna see flowering. It's gonna be those azaleas. You mentioned crepe myrtles, so a lot of people were concerned about their crepe myrtles, right, this year, mm -hmm. because you know it comes. We're coming to June and early June; they should be flowering already. Yeah. Right. So explain to people why their crepe myrtles weren't blooming in early June. Because the weather, I mean, the temperatures were different. I mean, the last freeze that we, the, well, we had, the yeah, only bad freeze early was March. Yeah, we had, well, the last one we had. Yes. Yeah. And so ES keeps few months. Usually the normal time for a crane model to start flowering, it's May 15. This year, it's July 15, so two months. Yeah, because we had that, that, that hard, that hard, hard, freeze. hard freeze. You know, that, that's what that's what did it to a lot of them. A lot of, a lot of plants are like a month or two behind. Yeah. Well, and that, that's why a lot of people like me, I didn't have a great spring tomato harvest mm. because tomatoes don't actually start producing a whole bunch of like blooms and flowers to like over like 75 degrees, 80 degrees. And then when it, once it gets like over 95, they stop producing a lot of flowers as well. Mm -hmm. So the, the temperature this year went from really nice, cool, early spring to super hot summer. Wait. And I want you all to know how, how much you all should appreciate this podcast. <laughs> is that it is 99 degrees outside of Jorge's. And we were doing this podcast for you all. So I hope you all yes. are enjoying this. Make sure you all like. Make sure you all give Jorge and me, Bimo uh, <laughs> over there, a follow. And... Uh, you make sure you pick up some of the Jorge's secret formula. I'm definitely sweating like a pig right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. This is good. This is good. It's good. It's, it's, it's a really good time, though. That's part of the gardening, guys. That's the only part thing, of it. One thing we're missing is some cold beer. You know? hey, oh, next time. We got that next coming. time. And, and if, a, if a beer company wants to sponsor the next episode, we'll take well, it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question. You know, we're talking about favorite plants, right? Uh, our favorite trees or landscape. What what is a plant or a tree you have sworn off? I will never grow this again. I will never like no thank you. Most good. herbs. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, I don't know. What, what, what will you? I know there's something you refuse to plant in the landscape. I forget the. Like you give try, me that one. Yeah, you what? try to talk people out of it all the time. Sorry about that, guys. Excuse me out there. Uh huh. But it's Nandinas. 
Nandinas. I cannot stand up for some reason. <laughs> I've, I've seen it before. Maybe I can put a picture in here what a Nandina looks like. Okay. I don't know. I mean, this is my your least per, your Yes. Uh, I mean, you will not see it on any of my landscapes. Yeah. Mm. Unless one of my customers really, really request it. But I mean, it is something that I just don't like. You'll put it down begrudgingly. Well, <laughs> you will not find a hit on my nursery neither. <laughs> what is your least favorite thing to grow? Uh, or, so, or, some, or, or something maybe, I have sworn maybe not, on. Yeah, something like you've tried and you're done with it. You just say, I'm done. That's a good question. I, you know, even though I asked the question myself, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would say uh, right now it, it would just be cherry tomatoes. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, so usually that's the one people want the most because you yeah, can't kill it. Yeah, it's it's too it's too it's too labor intensive for me for my you know what I want to do. You right. know, so yeah. I, I think for me it's probably anything that doesn't produce flowers or fruit. Okay. You know, like for me, anything that doesn't flower doesn't produce fruit i'm not really interested in mm. if it's not bringing in pollinators if it's not producing food for the pollinators and it's not producing food for me i'm not really interested the only right. thing the only thing in my house that doesn't produce flowers or fruit is the wax leaf legacy the, the the or the shrubs that were in, in that, yeah. front of my house yeah and even they have a little white bloom mm -hmm. you know that's the I, that's probably the only I thing i tell you another one that you have mm -hmm. that he doesn't produce any flowers or fruit your oak tree yeah. in the front yard. Yeah. But that does serve a purpose. It does. So a lot of people have problems with grass this time of year. Yes. Whether you have Bermuda or St. Augustine, uh, your grass is struggling. And a lot of places have like watering restrictions. If you don't have like sprinklers or whatever, um, oak trees are going to provide that shade for your grass, which honestly, if I didn't live in an HOA, I probably wouldn't have as much grass as I do. <laughs> mm. you know? So, I mean, that could be supplementing with that, you know I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. you know, oak trees, uh, especially out here, like in the country, you know, pro provide uh, homes for animals and critters and birds, uh, as long as they stay out of my garden, you know? <laughs> uh, but, you know, mo most things do serve a purpose, but for me, if I'm gonna have it like in a pot, and I gotta take care of it and water it every single day, that oak tree has got a tap root that's going down. It will take care. It takes oh, care yeah. of itself. Now, anything I got in a container, or I'm growing like annually. You know, I'm I'm it better produce fruit or flowers. Uh, super cool, guys. One more question. Yeah. I'm wearing boxers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got me that question. I'm <laughs> What is your favorite thing to grow? In your garden. Favorite favorite thing to grow. Mm -hmm. Something that say, man, I'm proud of that thing. Ooh. I'm really proud of that. I cannot just get enough. For me, it's probably the figs. The figs? It's probably the figs, the fact that uh, I kept them alive. Um, the fact that I'm able to grow them in containers. A lot of people think like you need a bunch of land to grow a bunch of fruit. Uh, I'd, I'd say like all my container fruit trees in general, mm -hmm. you know, because people think like you need like acres to grow like citrus and apples and stuff. I'm literally growing everything in containers and by, you know, moving them around, not letting that taproot get through there and establish stuff in the ground um, and constant feeding it with fertilizer and stuff like that. I'm able to get a lot of fruit out of my backyard. I mean, there was a day where I picked like 15 to 18 figs in one day. Mm, that's you know, crazy. Like, that was like one tree. 
You know, because so lots of sweets. Figs, figs, <laughs> yeah. figs will actually ripen up. Different varieties ripen up different times of the year. Yeah. So I mean, uh, it's it's pretty wild. So I would say uh, container fruit trees in general. I would say for me. How are you? I would say for me, it's corn. Corn. It's Ooh, corn. Oh man. Yeah, for me, it's corn. You know what I mean? I mean. Bell pepper, you know, yeah, I mean, that's cool. I was, tell, you know. tell, 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 I was thinking you were going to bell pepper. Yeah, yeah, okay. tell, tell, tell your bell pepper story. Yeah. How you get the bell peppers going. From the seeds you bought at the store and everything? So, yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll, cut, that, I'll, I'll cut that part out. I, okay, I got you, okay. <laughs> yeah, I love okay. that story. Okay, so, yeah, so this is what it, so my, my pepper, my bell pepper box, whatever, that I was trying to just uh, grow, um, I was going to have half peppers, half garlic, right? Uh, have my garlic ready, put my seeds down. I mean, uh, the, put those in and I have my pepper seeds and we're good to go. So, you know, bell peppers are growing, right? Um, everything started out slow because we had this freeze, right? Everything was behind. And so, um, on TikTok, as we all learn, right? I saw this lady make pizza out of uh, bell peppers. So she just cut the bell pepper in half, put a little sauce in there, a little cheese, pepperoni, put it in the air fryer, boom, it's good to go, right? So I could try that. Bought some peppers from the store. They was your big bell peppers. They was amazing. I said, you know, I'm gonna take these seeds and save them, right? Um, so my peppers took so long to to start off, I got frustrated. <sighs> Screw it. I just threw them in a box. It's just like you know, just mm -hmm. threw the seeds in the boxes, you know. So now the garlic is growing, the other peppers are growing. I'm like, hey, I got them to have a good harvest. Then one day I go out and there's just a sea of just little green <laughs> leaves. So I'm like. Now I have a choice here. Do I want to pick these, pick them out, and you know what I mean, and thin them, or I'm gonna just see where it goes? I let it see where it goes, cause like mm -hmm. you said, I want to see what happens, yeah. right? So now it choked out my garlic, so I won't have garlic this year. But I'm having a an abundance of peppers. Just still picking. Just picking, like it is. It's like Oprah. Like mm -hmm. every other day, I have to go out there and, and pick some peppers out, man. So it's going. It's good. I wouldn't do it again. They love. Right? They love. <laughs> For me, it is like when I'm growing bell peppers, my bell peppers never got the size of the bell peppers in the store. Yeah. And it seemed like, you know, if everybody I talked to was like two to three inches kind of. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, maybe a little bigger, but mm -hmm. like not those jumbo big old bell yep. peppers you get. Like they're like size of softballs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, there's like nobody can grow these. And he showed and me I a did. picture. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Well, and because some people don't know this, but a lot of the vegetables that you buy in the store, you would think you could go throw them in the, in the garden, mm -hmm. and but some of them are uh, heirloom, or heirloom or something. Yep, yep. You know, so you gotta, you don't. It's always a, a, a gamble. It's a gamble. Yeah, yeah. You know, same thing with like seeds from fruit you get in the store. Yeah. Right? You know, you might go plant that seed, and it's not gonna be what you what you think it is. You right. know, like avocados. I get mm -hmm. a, you get a lot of avocado questions mm -hmm. all the time, guys. Oh my god! Well, and you are like an expert in avocados. Because, well, we tried. Yeah. <laughs> well, but people think they're like, oh, you can. You see the videos of them like putting the avocado pit in water. Mm -hmm. and it, it looks really cool, dude. I mean, I gotta be honest to you. Yeah. It'll take a long I time. I do that. Uh, uh, I do that just for the fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like when you were in first grade that you that you took those bean seeds and put them in the little carton and right, stuff like right. that. Let it grow. It feels good to grow it. Although don't expect to get fruit pretty soon, you know I don't. Right. Well, and then that that avocado <laughs> might not actually grow up to produce the avocados you actually ate. That's yeah. right. Yep. It might it, it might get a different you know? a different flavor avocado. Yep. But for sure, man, it'll take forever. I'm talking about like six to eight years. Mm -hmm. It's better to get a grafted avocado tree and know what you're gonna get. 
Yeah. Or graft it yourself. I mean, you can yeah. you can graft it. You can buy one if you have a friend that has a tabucado tree that has been already grafted. Grab a link. Go and try yeah. to graft it yourself. We're, we're, we're gonna have to talk to Mr. Sloan about teaching us how to graft. Yeah, yeah. But the easiest yeah. way is come and get one of the fifteen dollar ones From that here. I have. <laughs> right here. Hey, he's, usually, <laughs> he's, usually, he's usually got them on sale. So yeah. You know. yeah. And uh, there's actually quite a few cold tolerant varieties of oh, avocados. Yeah. Um, so. And it's one of the most consumed food in the United States. Yep. Avocados. Yep. Yep. In fact, in the Super Bowl, it's the day where every year they break the record on avocados. Mm. Oh, wow. Because people make that guacamole. Yeah. For the Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. So that's the most eaten food. I love the way you say guacamole. Yeah. Guacamole. Guacamole. I love the way you say it. That's the way it's. I like it. I, I know. <laughs> well, guys, we are literally sweating buckets out here. Man. Uh, I appreciate y'all listening. If y'all are still listening, um, maybe uh, drop in the comment section below. Let, let us know what you think. And uh, we will try to keep making these. Send us some topics for next yeah, time. Yeah, for yeah. sure. If y'all have some questions yeah. or topics, drop them down in the comments below. I'll write them down. And I'll have some cute cards next time. Know what that? Well, of yeah. course. Yeah, and uh, and I, I mean, we probably all get DMs about questions about stuff. Yeah. So maybe we write down some DM questions as well. Yes. Podcast. Sounds good. So Sounds good. Send send those those questions. You know, send them all to Jorge. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't work. I just sit on my. <laughs> yeah. But drop us some topics, some comments down in the comment section below, and uh, we'll holler at y'all next time. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Like and subscribe. Right, Take it easy. Like and subscribe. Like.